lots of chatter about this story today. And, um, you know, the company saying it is one of the biggest in the world. And they say he's one of the most inspirational athletes of his generation. And I'm not so sure about that, but hey, uh, we can debate that. But when I think of inspiration in athletics, I think of people like Muhammad Ali, Arthur Ashe, Billie Jean King, Lou Gehrig. Colin Kaepernick does not really jump to mind, but Nike thinks otherwise. So they're going to take a risk and it may pay off. It may not because a lot of friends are not a lot of fans are not doing it. They are burning it. They are not happy about this campaign, which puts uh, Kaepernick's face front and center um, as a poster boy for going beyond your calling. And they feel he went beyond that. And so on Monday, the former NFL player tweeted out, quote, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. I don't watch football, don't have a card in this thing. I walk by the living room when my husband's watching it, and that's about as far as I get. But I do know the story here. I know that, you know, I know who he is. I know that he's also not one of the best players. He was not going to be signed again. I'm not sure if he made a huge sacrifice signing a deal with uh, Nike. That's a that's pretty, I'll take that sacrifice. But did he sacrifice? What did he sacrifice? He was not probably going to get another signed contract. He never served uh, his country. He's never saved a life, to my knowledge. He was a very well-paid athlete. Kick-ass opportunity in the NFL. But he was at the end of the career. So what did he have to lose by making some kind of, you know, taking a stand? Their stock dropped on the news of this, about 3%. But, you know, when you look at a company like Nike, I am quite sure Nike did their research. I can, you know, We can take that to the bank. They would have done internal polling, external polling, test marketing on this. They didn't just go out and sign him. But this is an emotional issue for people because when people think their country, certainly Americans, when they think their country is being attacked or their flag disrespected, they react. So Nike may have found their poster boy of inspiration, but will this change the brand? But I was I was sent an interesting article on this whole thing, and it goes back kind of to the beginning of this whole controversy. Controversy, and it was written by one of his teammates who says that when Kaepernick started sitting for the anthem, it had been following a rash of gun killings. So he wanted to use his platform for some good. So he and this uh, teammate met up with a retired Green Beret who also happened to play in the NFL at a time, and they talked about you know what can we do, how can we use our 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 public, you know, persona. How can we use this huge audience? And they came away from that meeting agreeing that kneeling was a better, more respectful gesture and that the posture, I guess, uh, was like a flag flown at half mass to mark the tragedy. And this is something that I guess this Green Beret had told him that they would do. So it's not about the soldiers, not about the flags, not about respect or disrespect for the military. It was all about How do we make the most of a mark? I don't know where you're at on this, but it is a risky thing for Nike be doing. So why do it? Let's bring in Mark Gordon. He's the customer experience expert where you can find him over at markgordon.ca. Hello there. Good evening. You know, Nike might uh, uh, might be brilliant or might be really stupid on this one. Where are you at? Oh, wow. You know what? It's it's one of those situations where you want to say that Nike was brilliant that they're standing behind something bigger and better and, and that makes people um, think about the right thing to do. But 
something tells me that this isn't going to go the way that they hope. And I think in large part, because number one, it is very polarizing at this, this, you know, guy calling. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, I don't believe that he has, that he has captured the hearts and minds of enough of the population to really have the kind of sway and influence uh, that Nike hopes that he would have to make a campaign like this successful. Interesting. I, I think you raise an interesting point. I mean, if you look back to a guy like Muhammad Ali or you, you look back to someone like, let's say, Arthur Ashe, I mean, they played at a time or they were in sport at a time when there was no social media. But the things that they did to make a mark um, weren't done to, I guess, elevate their brand or their um, their persona. It, it was a long and gradual look back in history that told us they stood for something at a time when it was very difficult. Those people are change makers. Absolutely. And on top of that, each of those individuals that you named were at the height of their careers. Mm -hmm. I mean, people absolutely adored them. Right. They weren't polarizing. Uh, they stood up for a cause which in itself uh, separated a lot of opinions and a lot of people. Uh, Muhammad Ali's decision not to go to Vietnam for religious reasons. But he himself was adored. Right. Colin so it would almost be hand, like an Aaron Rodgers if an Aaron Rodgers did something like this. Doesn't yes. he play? Isn't he, he's a quarterback, I think, in the NFL. Pretty well paid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, exactly. A great example. The problem with, with Colin is, you know, prior to all this, prior to him kneeling during the national anthem, he wasn't, you know, at the top of everybody's list of favorite players. A lot of people uh, viewed him as, you know, someone in the twilight of his career and, and someone who didn't hold that many records and he had never won a Super Bowl. And, you know, he was just kind of a regular player. And then he knelt, and I wonder, you know, he knelt to protest something that was happening, something that shouldn't have been happening. Right. And, and I think he did it in a noble way, as you touched on earlier. I have, I have to wonder, though, today, how many people can remember why he did it? Right. Or whether just the fact that he did it, and they view it as it being disrespectful to the flag and to the anthem. Right, and because this is such an emotional issue, it's it, you're speaking um, of a country that that stands behind its flag and they get very emotional. So they they may they may not even bother to hear about the facts of why it was initially done. They're just acting on emotion. So that becomes very problematic for Nike if too many people just start tearing up the product, which by the way you should donate. Don't burn it up. Give it to someone who needs something. But uh, nonetheless, you know, Starbucks has gotten themselves into a lot of trouble by trying to kind of politicize their way and capitalize off of, you know, virtue signaling. Yes, it, it hasn't worked well for Starbucks um, when they tried to do that whole kind of racial inclusivity right. thing uh, with, the, with the cups. And, and my worry is that the same thing may happen with Nike because people are so focused on something other than the cause and, and something beyond, you know, the bigger picture. All they see in this is this is a guy who disrespected the flag, and thus disrespected the country, and now is being endorsed by Nike. Therefore, Nike also disrespects the country. I'm worried that people are going to make that kind of connection. And um, it, it's, regretfully, that's, that the ignorance mm -hmm. towards that connection is going to overpower the good that all of this really, I think, you know, started getting it going. And I think Nike is coming at it from a great position, you know, a very uh, very sincere place, but I think it's going to get lost in translation. That's my worry. But they they have 
billions and billions of dollars. Certainly, they didn't just go out and offer them. They they do they they test markets. They go in and do sample audiences. They see how people react to this. They certainly must have put a lot into the research on this, thinking that it was a winner. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure they did. And in spite of that, I think there's a very good chance that they could be wrong. And we've seen many instances where companies have done something based on focus groups and research and everything else, and it's totally bombed. And I, again, I, it really bothers me because I think there is a lot of good in this and it raises a lot of awareness. I don't think it's going to work. And I think part of the big problem is, is the fact that all of this happened so long ago yeah. that the original reason that we're even talking about Colin Kaepernick is we don't even remember the original yeah. <laughs> the original action as to why it happened, what motivated all of this. All we know is here's a guy who no team wants, be it right or wrong, and he disrespected the flag and the country in the eyes of millions of Americans. Yeah. And now Nike has attached themselves to him. And I worry that uh, the bulk of, of the American public who would buy Nikes will now choose to buy something else. Oh, those competitors are counting on it, but uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned. Mark, thanks so much. No problem. My pleasure. The good news for Nike is that they've got billions of dollars. The bad news is whether or not this will pay off for them. On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.